The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's 2.05 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Happy Friday to you. Brenton Dreger in the chair once again for Andrew and Jay Lynn. They come back Monday. They'll be back Monday from their uh, Mexican vacation with some 6.30 Chet listeners. So that'll be, uh, they'll get a nice snowy welcome back. Well, I guess by then all the roads will be plowed, right? We just have to uh, put up with it for a few more days here. Uh, pretty excited to be joined in studio here by one of Andrew's heroes. Uh, this thing seems to happen every year that uh, Brian Baumler comes to town for the Edmonton Renovation Show, yeah. and Andrew Gross flies to Mexico. They just they take me out of the uh, out of the box and leave <laughs> me for the weekend. So, uh, but yes, Brian Baumler is in town for the Edmonton Renovation Show this weekend at the Expo Center, and he's in studio. He's also on earlier with uh, Kent Morrison. I was another fill-in guest here on Six Thirty. Same chair, still You're, warm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and uh, Brian will appear on the main stage tonight at 6 and tomorrow afternoon at 1. So, uh, nice weekend to just hunker down and talk some home renovations. Uh, the weather's perfect for coming down to the yeah, home show. Yeah, So just uh, make it make it down there and we'll make it worth your when, while. When did you arrive in the city this time around? Uh, I came in last night. Oh, right in the heart of the snowfall. Yeah, I got to I got to enjoy that, that nice soft glow from above through the snow and... Uh, I got a nice taste of it. At least makes the city look a little nicer for our visitors. I love snow. Yeah? Snow's great. Yeah? I love snow and sand. It's the in-between part I'm Mm -hmm. a big fan of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's getting colder, too. How do you find the cold of Edmonton? Is it not, eh, no big deal, nothing to complain about, or does it feel colder from where you're from? I was in Winnipeg two weeks ago. Oh. So So it's actually nice. It's quite balmy here. (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Speaking of balmy, you've, uh, one of the, I guess the, the upcoming projects for, uh, for you and the Baumler family is, uh, down south, a little farther south. south. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to average out all my temperatures to get to something temperate. Hmm. Um, yeah, we picked up, uh, an abandoned, uh, boutique villa resort on a, on an island down in the Bahamas. It's, uh, almost uninhabited. Uh, it's been closed since 2011. That's uh, we're actually going to shoot that called Island of Brian. So it's uh, we're going to fix it up and and viewers can come down and hang out. And that will bring you to a grand total of how many shows? I I, uh, I haven't even done that. <laughs> yeah, we went through this earlier. Disaster DIY, Leave It to Brian, Four Seasons of House of Brian, Handyman Challenge, Home to Win, uh, Brian Inc. And the uh, so that that'll be eight. Eight, nine shows, to- mm. uh, over 450 episodes, I think, mm. at this point. Now, uh, obviously, part of what you feature in your show, and I think it's part of the universal renovation experience, yes. especially when you're talking about a, a married couple renovating together, mm-hmm. is that the conflict of, you know, different expectations, yep. different plans, and sometimes somebody goes off script and does their own thing, mm-hmm. and the other spouse doesn't know about it. Uh, how did that factor into the Bahamas decision? Or was that a very united fright front between uh, you and Sarah? I think we've already had a couple of good fights about that project, to be honest. Um, I don't Now, when I say fight, we had one of the most epic fights of our lives during House of Brian 3. Uh, there, was a, there was a fireplace that had to be moved so two or three or four times. And uh, right before the, the commercial break, you could see my, my 
eyebrow twitch. Uh, oh. Ten seconds later, you know, our camera crew, they were putting down the cameras and their sound bag just backing out of the house slowly. Uh, and they were outside for about a good hour, a good hour, and then they came back in. But every now and then you have to, you got to blow the dust off, right? Uh, my wife and I just had one of the, we just moved. Yeah. And so we had one of those where, you know, all our friends were out helping us move. Yeah. We're uh, getting, and, and we the truck was all loaded up. We get to the new place. And then uh, my friends and I are like, so, well, why don't you stand in the back of the truck, Brenton? And uh, you can tell us what, what box goes in what room. I'm like, okay, great. And then they do a few loads and they come back and they say, uh, by the way, like, so redirecting your, your, your wife's inside the back door telling us, no, 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 no. That goes downstairs. Yeah. No, 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 that goes downstairs. So anyway, then we... We, had, we it. had it out a little bit about yeah. the directions, and my friends were still talking about it on the next wing night. So, And then you're starting to think, should I put my boxes back <laughs> on the truck? But, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's it, it can be stressful. You're making a lot of decisions and spending a lot of money, and, uh, you know, everybody kind of has their own vision. But the, the truth is, when you have a big fight about something like that, it's not about that. It's not about the tile you're choosing. It's not about where the box is going. It's... You know, she did something three days ago that, or, or you did something three days ago that she's still a little bitter about, and she's going to make you pay for that. <laughs> and it's a two-way street. Yep. I uh, want to open it up to you if you want to text in some questions. We've got Canada's DIY handyman here, Brian Baumler. So text us your questions to 630-630. If you've got a burning question, of course, you can also just go to the Edmonton Reno- Renovation Show and mm-hmm. see Brian tonight at 6 or tomorrow at 1. Um... Brian, I mean, you, you go to a lot of different cities, and you when you do these sorts of presentations, you kind of react, I guess, to what yeah. the local audience uh, wants to know about. So yeah. they, they can kind of tap your expertise, whatever their, their area of questioning is. Mm-hmm. What have you noticed about the Edmonton crowd? What is it that people here want to hear? Uh, well, the number one question I get no matter where I go is, when are you coming to my house? Huh, yeah. That's the number one. Um, uh, Edmonton, there's a lot of questions about, uh, especially now with it being cold and uh, you know, there being some some of that frozen precipitation from the sky. Uh, there's questions about moisture issues. Um, obviously, cold getting into homes, efficiency, um, foundation issues as well. Because as as it's cold and that that frost, you know, digs deeper and deeper down into uh, the soil, you're going to get some movement and pressure on uh, foundations and things like that. So it, here it tends to be more more things about structural and uh, moisture issues to do with the weather. They don't come to you for decorating advice. Uh, I have been. I I I, I get that as well. Um, you know, people will ask what uh, what's best for my my home. You know, for countertops, marble or mm. granite or laminate. And you know, the honest answer is which pick one you can afford, and out of that range of ones you can afford, pick the one you like the most. Uh, they all have different. Uh, you know, everything doesn't matter what it is in the house. They all have different uh, maintenance requirements and costs and installation battles. So you just have to pick the within your comfort level. Uh, I think it's in your book that you touch on this kind of the the luxuries that you should splurge on yes. and the ones that aren't worth it what would kind of be at the top of your list of things things that are totally worth spending the money on and other ones that are like don't waste your don't waste your bucks on that you know to me uh if you look at it uh, at the house in in general and whole as far as rooms go uh that's one question but when i when i kind of dig in a little bit deeper and, and talk about specifics the uh i actually i don't want to give away the caramel secret here but this <laughs> is a, this is a question about uh, you know on leave it to brian how do you pick the room uh it's the same question i get that all the time and I'll, I'll be totally honest the first thing i look at and the most important is safety and security so is there radon gas in your basement is there asbestos that's uh, free and floating in the house uh structurally is it going to fall down is the electrical in danger of burning the house down um, so th- those are the very first things that we'll tackle. Once we get past that, uh, we know the structure is good and the house is safe and healthy. Uh, we start looking at efficiency and longevity. 
how much does this house cost to operate every month? Uh, should we spend our money on upping the insulation uh, in the walls, upping the insulation in the attic, uh, controlling moisture, all this kind of stuff? Are we using materials that are sustainably sourced and that will last a long time and, and add real value? And way, way down the line, uh, are the cosmetic decisions, you know, what type of uh, appliances should I have, what, what type of countertops. So I always talk about putting your priority and spending the most money on the things that are the most permanent. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's not always great news for people. People love to have shiny, big things, but uh, I like safe things. I wanted to ask you this because, I mean, we've, we've done a couple houses. Now we just moved into our second house, and we've done a little bit of renovating to each of them. After your first house, I know we kind of got a sense of, these are the jobs that uh, we kind of enjoy doing and we're happy to do ourselves. And yeah. these ones, we can't pay, we, we, we'd be happy to pay whatever you we ask. So I enough, never, yeah. never have to do drywall or insulation or whatever that job is. Yep. Do you have some, I mean, obviously there's maybe your personal preference of what you don't want to touch and what you like to do. Mm -hmm. But if people are, maybe it's their first home yep. and they're just getting their feet wet in the DIY stuff, mm -hmm. do you have recommendations for, you know, you, you totally could, put in your own floor or whatever and but you should never touch this what should you try and what should you stay away from as a general rule there's basic things you should never touch i mean unless you take the time to to learn how to do them properly and and go to school and become licensed uh, you know it's gas fitting electrical hvac plumbing uh, mm -hmm. there's, there's a whole host of any any of that type of uh, skilled trade it, it's best just to stay away from it um, you know the, some of these guys go to school for seven or eight years and they put apprenticeship years in and, and uh, you know write their exams like this this is a it's a it's a skill it's not something to, to watch a TV show and, and learn in 14 minutes how to rewire your home um, on the other end of the scale uh, for DIY stuff I, I always recommend that you know you can learn this stuff but start small start with a coat of paint uh, you know, if you make a mistake, uh, it's fairly inexpensive to, to fix it up. And not to take away from a professional painter. They're, they're incredible. They're worth their weight in gold um, because it's going to take you longer. You're going to have to try a few times. It's not going to look as good, uh, but you can master it. Then get into, you know, some trim work, maybe a tile or two, maybe some hardwood, uh, installing custom cabinets. You know, so the smaller jobs first and ease your way. Uh, through some experience up to the bigger stuff. Now, you're going to be at the Edmonton Renovation Show this weekend. Um, and, you know, if you're starting to think about renovating, you walk in there and you are flooded with all kinds of away. options, from the simple coat of paint to tens and tens of thousands of dollars of renovation product. Building a new home. Do you, yeah, or, or, <laughs> yeah, or that. I mean, do you think that is a trend that some people maybe get so flooded with options that they tend to bite off more than they can chew and maybe less is more? Yeah, and you know, I've had people say to me before they get they get overwhelmed by the process, and they say, you know, "I'm standing here today, and you know, there's the foundation to go in, and the framing, and the electrical, and the plumbing. There's just so much. There's so many decisions that have to be made." Um, and I tell them the same thing I, I told one of my young apprentices when we had just finished framing the floor uh, of, a, of a fairly large home. He said, you know, are, are we going to be here forever? Is it just us? There's so much to do. <laughs> and I said, listen, all we have to worry about today is, is finishing the floor. Tomorrow, we'll worry about the walls. And uh, the day after that, we'll worry about the next floor. And just take it step by step by step. Um, take all those pieces. Take your time. There's no rush. Uh, there's nothing critical that has to be done tomorrow, in, in most cases. But uh, just take your time. Put all that information together. Think about it. Plan it out. Really put yourself in the, in the situation, in the house, and in the job, and, and f try to foresee what will go wrong and what things you'll change your mind on. Uh, and put some common sense in there and, uh, and go from there. Now, obviously, the, the homes that you've built and lived in have been pretty well documented through your shows. I mean, the yeah. Dream Cottage uh, not too long ago. What are, you, what are you living in these days? 
Uh, we live in the forest now. We uh, <laughs> House of Brian three was the last one that aired, so we bought a kind of an older uh, uh, A-frame cottage type house out in the country, and we added some bedrooms on the back and a few things, and so we we hang out there in the forest. We love it. Uh, we were talking a little bit off air about about size of homes. I mean, yeah. you talk about. I mean, I have friends that live in neighborhoods that are 50, 60 years old, and they're in thousand square foot homes. Yep. And you know, a few years later, they go up to twelve, thirteen, and now. A small three or four bungalow is two thousand, right? Yep, so, yep. is that what, what do you make of that trend? You know, if you look at the way Europeans build, uh, there's a lot of net zero building. There's houses there that will last hundreds of years and and be uh, be efficient for hundreds of years. Here in North America, I, I see it as a consumer problem. People value the shiny things and the size before they value the longevity and the and the efficiency. So if, mm. uh, you know, I, we lived in an 800-square-foot bungalow, our, our first home, but it cost me $700 a month to heat because there was no insulation, <laughs> single-pane windows, you know, asbestos in the basement, um, mold in the closet. Um, so we had, to, we had to take care of it. The new house that we built cost us less than $50 a month to heat. But, uh, you know, we spray-foamed it. We built it properly. So when it comes down to what it looks like or how big it is versus what will it cost to operate every month, Go for the one that's going to save you money every month and pay you back. Because down the road in 10 to 15 years, that's a lot of money in your pocket to make things look good. Hmm. It's 2.18. We still have some more time left for uh, your questions. If you want to text us at 6.30, We'll be back uh, with Brian Baumler. More in a minute here on 6.30, Chet. on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News in studio with uh, Brian Baumler. HGTV star, you know him from, I don't know, what, 10 shows, 12 shows? Something like Something that. Something like that. Way too many. Yeah. Currently filming Brian Inc. and starting uh, Island, Island of Brian. Of Brian. That's going to be the best one. It's going yeah? to be a mix of We Bought a Zoo and uh, <laughs> Lord of the Flies with a little oh, bit of dear. Castaway in oh, there. Oh, dear. I'm, I'm playing the part of Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah's the zookeeper. Yeah, there you go. Uh, text to 630-630 says, Weirdest thing you ever found in a disaster DIY house? Well, that's easy. Oh. We found a... Uh, if, it, I don't know if you've ever, you know, when you're renovating, if you've ever looked for old furniture. There's, there's companies that will take old furniture from hotels and venues, and they'll clean it up and they'll resell it. So imagine, uh, a, you know, a, a wardrobe from a hotel. Uh, you know, spending years and see the things it's seen, the things it's heard. Uh, always, when you buy things like this, look behind the shelves. The things fall out of the shelves and behind into the box itself. Hmm. So we're pulling this thing out that someone had custom built in, and we found a, a, uh, I don't know what the word is. Well, it was a Ziploc bag. It was for a certain type of profession. It was a preparation kit, uh, and there was uh, there was some, some lubricants in there, some some uh, personal huh? hygiene uh, items, uh, some protective. Uh, Protective okay. gloves, let's call them, uh, and two crisp $100 bills. <laughs> yeah, and a couple of tissues. At least they weren't crumpled $100 bills. No, the the homeowner, <laughs> I've never seen two bills disappear into a pocket so fast. Uh, <laughs> oh, the but, homeowner was still around. Oh, the homeowner yeah. was there and you grabbed could, those bills. And, couldn't even blame it on, like, his uncle or something. No, mm. no, so that was, that was hmm. pretty interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so this new show in the Bahamas, yes. I mean, how do you fit that in with all the other shows you have on the go? I'm just uh, we're, I'm just going. 
Um, we're wrapping up season two of Brian Inc. right now. Actually, season two is airing right now. The new episodes are on Sundays at 10 on HGTV. And um, we're still wrapping up that. So we're still shooting the, the final elements of the final episode. But we've started airing, so we have... You know, within 10 weeks, we have to be done and edited, so that's pretty tight. Uh, when we're wrapped up, we're heading down in March uh, with the with the herd. We're going to throw the kids in, in the car and head down and <laughs> get on the boat and head to this island, and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I'm back and forth. Uh, you know, I have I have contractual obligations, and we have a, you know, it's still a construction company and some business uh, to take care of at home. So I'm, I'll be back and forth a little bit. But, um, you know, generally we're, we're going down there with the flip-flops and we're going to see what happens. What's an average day look like for you these days? I don't know that I have an average day. Uh, some days I'm, I'm up at, uh, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning and I'm on an airplane by 6 and I'm out to Alberta or B.C. and I, you know, meet some people, shake some hands, take some pictures, uh, stock some shelves, and I'm back home, you know, for, for midnight. Uh, other days I'm up and we're filming all day. Some days I'm in the office with, you know, meeting with my accounting team and CFO and uh, I got my pencil out. And other days, which is rare, unfortunately, I'd like to have more these days, but, you know, I just get left alone. I can throw my tool belt on, head to site and play with the guys. Hmm. How much do you actually get to work on projects away from the cameras? Uh, it's rarer and rarer. We yeah. do have, we've got close to 60 employees at Balmer Quality Construction in Burlington, just west of uh, uh Toronto, and we build we build custom infill spec homes, and we do larger renos uh, for our, our regular retail clients. Um, but I don't get on site as often as I'd like to. I could get by to say hi and bring some guys coffees, but uh, you know we have a great team there, and it, it's grown from uh, owner operator where it was just myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, to myself and a helper to. Uh, to the point where we've got a, a great team in place and, and we've got younger guys coming in, lots of apprentices working, and, um, yeah, we just kind of let them do their thing. So do you ever get to just pick up kind of a little job just, just for fun, like even something you get to build? Oh, at your home. Own, yeah, your, yeah, your own kind of little There's always hobby. things to do at home, yeah. <laughs> I've got a great uh, man cave. We call it the doghouse. Uh, and uh, we, we refinish the barn and spray foam. It's nice and warm. I got my barn cat out there, and, yeah, we go out there and build stuff with the kids every now and then, beehives and birdhouses. Your kids uh, taking on the family profession? I, we don't really know yet. You know, we uh, we kind of had that discussion. It'd be great if the kids would go into the family business or, or stick around. But you know, to be honest, if uh, we we look at our kids, and as long as they're happy, uh, they can do what they want to do, love who they want to love, live where they want to live, speak whatever language, believe what they want, as long as they're happy and they're nice to other people, and we're happy with that. I kind of saw part of one episode there where you and one of your sons were building garden boxes, and oh. the other kid's ripping around the yard on the dirt bike. Tearing it was up ca- my lawn. kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty easy to see which one was maybe the more likely candidate to take over. You know, the over. funny thing is, Quinton is the, uh, just turned 13 yesterday. He's the one that was helping me, and, the, and Lincoln is our, uh, he's, he's seven now, he's tearing up the lawn. But Lincoln is the natural. I give that kid hmm. a drill or an impact driver, and he's bang right off the bat. Um, but he shows very little I- interest in it. Uh, Quentin is more the the technical. I can see him doing the math and, and drawing the pictures. Uh, but he actually he loves the ocean. He's a certified uh, open water diver, so he dives with me. Uh, he wants to uh, save the sharks and uh, and you know fish and eat lobster for dinner. So I'm not hmm. sure. He may he may be he may be down searching for shipwrecks and. In the Caribbean, I came across the Brian Baumler bobbleheads. How, how how <laughs> how how recent is that? Uh, they've been out for a couple of years, so they're um, yeah they hang out uh, 
they only come alive at night and and uh, I guess sweep the sweep the aisles at Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had one here so I could compare the likeness. I do too. Yeah, I, w- I was hoping for that. Well, <laughs> maybe that next yeah. time. Yeah, I'll bring one with me. Um, wanted to ask you some more kind of renovation-related questions. And, of course, I should remind people that uh, they can show up and ask you their own renovation-related questions. Yeah, they can come down and, uh, and poke me and, and, and ask the questions. Yeah, and watch you nod your head or shake your head exactly. like a bobblehead. <laughs> uh, 6 o'clock tonight at the main stage at the Edmonton Expo Center. It's the Edmonton Renovation Show. So 6 tonight, 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Um, so when someone is – we talked earlier about you know, taking small steps, starting with a can of paint and just kind of getting into it that way, not biting off more than you can chew. But if someone is looking at doing a fairly significant reno, uh, where should they start? Is, is it the kitchen? Is it, uh, is it the bathrooms? Kind of where, where should you make your, your ground zero? Yeah, I wish there was, uh, I mean, a lot of real estate agents, professionals and, and builders will talk about basement, bathroom, kitchen. Those are the three areas you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Um, but that is so dependent on... The neighborhood you're in, the shape the rest of your house is in, uh, your long-term plans, how long you're going to live there. Uh, there are so many factors available. What I what I honestly counsel most people now, if they're planning to sell their house in the near future, my honest advice is clean it up, coat mm. of paint, replace the broken tile, fix the trim where it needs to be. Uh, you know, make sure the roof isn't leaking. Sell it to someone that's going to come in that can turn it into their dream. Uh, rather than spending money renovating something and, and turning it into your dream just to sell it to someone else and you know get it back at 85 cents on the dollar and then they want to rip it apart and change it again uh, because that gives them the opportunity as well to prioritize the important stuff uh, like the efficiency of the home versus how it looks. All right, good advice. I uh, wish we had time for more, but the half hour has flown by. Yes. Uh, Brian Baumler, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. And, of course, you can see him tonight at 6, tomorrow at 1, uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon at the Edmonton Renovation Show at the Edmonton Expo Center. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.